All right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I am Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. Actually, things are going to be slightly different tonight uh, than most nights uh, recording as it has been for this season, where we actually don't have voicemails this week. Crazy. that That might be a good thing. We're still, I mean, you're... Are you still hot? <laughs> Me? No, I'm good. I'm all right. I'm. Um, I mean, yeah, I saw my issues with it, but I wouldn't necessarily yeah. put it as that I'm hot or tempered about it anymore. I know that what? some fans are still. Everybody's recouping in their own different ways, and however long it takes. So, yeah, maybe it is best that we uh, don't I'd have say, any more. You know, our last show was like therapy. Yeah. It wasn't. I mean, it really was. It kind of like. It was a built-up steam that you and I have been keeping for a couple of days for the show. We like built it up, able to tackle it, let off some steam, and then I feel good. I mean, I don't feel great, but I feel good, better. <laughs> yeah, I feel good too. And actually, it's kind of funny because since we did push it back a night for recording, it's almost like we could compose ourselves, which is kind of funny because that was more uh, so one of our heated discussions. Um, Yeah, so I can't imagine what it would have been like if we recorded on a typical Sunday night or heck, even if it had been Saturday night after the game itself. Yeah, you would have that bleep little noise on any kind of if we had to go swear word, you'd have to keep on, you'd have to edit all night. <laughs> yeah, I, I would not want to do that. That's the old school way. I haven't found a new easy way to operate that. So if we can avoid that, which we did, I'm that makes me a happy person. So yeah, oh, I agree. Yeah, that was. I mean, it's a good discussion. I mean, we got a lot of feedback, a lot of fans on social media and stuff that like the show and like to see that fire. And a lot of them thought the same thing. Everybody kind of like you said. Everybody thought the game a little bit differently and. But still, were disappointed in the win, or I mean, the loss. And so, there you have it, man. Yeah, a lot of people did have uh, a lot to say after that episode, and uh, a lot of people saying how much they liked it. So, yeah, it was a good one. I enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. Uh, it was good. I mean, it's not good that it came to fruition because of a Michigan loss. But, anyways, um, something kind of related with that, though. And obviously after the game and after things and all this stuff that's been going on this week with people saying Harbaugh in the Michigan fan base, outside of the Michigan fan base, just in Michigan or just in college football in general, uh, yeah. talking about Harbaugh being a good coach or bad coach, overrated, underrated, this or that. Um, so there's been a lot of uh, Twitter fire going on, shots oh, yeah. being fired back and forth. And so here's here's a little insight into me, and I, I feel like I have a little bit of a more unique approach to social media, specifically Twitter, um, because I I don't follow a lot of people. I'm very specific about following Michigan football stuff or uh, accounts like that. But then the the really kind of unique thing that I see and. Maybe more people do it than I know, but I have no – oftentimes I have no motivation to tweet back at people when right. they tweet at me. Not not like uh, um, good tweets, not like Michigan 
fans or anything, but then anybody outside of that. Because that's not why I'm on social media. I'm not on Twitter to talk to Michigan State fans. I'm not on Twitter to talk to Ohio State fans. I'm on Twitter to talk to Michigan fans and to talk to people who know about college football and things like that. So I rarely – the only reason I might comment on something from something I don't follow or maybe a fan from another fan uh, fan base or something like that is because somebody retweeted it and I saw it. I don't search things out. So this whole thing happened with Feinbaum – and the things that he said about Harbaugh and then comparison with uh, comparisons with Hoax record. And then you saw, Craig, I know you saw, and I know a lot of listeners saw some of the tweets that I put out there, and there was a big reaction to it. And so people may have not seen the opposite reaction to that, which was, of course, the trolls on Twitter. But I have, I have not responded to one of them. Even though I know I have things that I could say that could easily put them in their place, I'm just like... I've I've kind of come to the point where it's going to take a lot for me to respond to somebody that's not a Michigan fan. Right. Be- right. Because you know, I don't you, care. The, the rabbit hole goes down, right? Just, yeah. Like that that's what they look for. That's that's what they they don't care. Yep. Even if you find something that can prove them wrong, first of all, they don't ever believe that they're wrong. But then secondly, it's like they they want a reaction. So even if you have a good reaction and the best possible reaction, the point to them is they got you to react. Yeah. And well, so it's old school. It's like old 80s, 90s way of fighting. It's like, hey, I can't fight my battle for me. Let me call my buddies and friends to help me out because I'm going to get beat. <laughs> so they do. They they get other people to chime in and then it just becomes, it snowballs. It's like, you know, and then they get their group, they call in all their buddies and then it, it becomes a long mess. I've had, yeah, I had to mute conversations because it was just ridiculous. So, yeah. Like I just don't get into it. Like there, that there's so many idiots out there. And as the thing that I always say, uh, is that, you know, uh, this kind of pertains then to Michigan football because we have heard some ridiculous stuff. Uh, we've actually seen some cre- people say some very, I personally think, outlandish things, even in the Facebook group that we uh, that we're a part of. Of say, um, you know, when you have a fan base that's so large, people call it family and everything. When a family is so large, you're bound to have some idiots. Like the larger the family, the more chances of idiots. So. Uh, yeah, so even with some Michigan conversations with some Michigan fans, maybe put the, that in air quotes because everybody's talking about how people are jumping ship and everything. Um, yeah. I think there's overreaction on both sides. But anyways, like if, if it's just not – I am down for having conversation. Like that's a thing with being a part of this fan base is like I can have a conversation because it's Michigan fan to Michigan fan, and most of the time that's a conversation. Sometimes it will become an argument, but most of the time it's conversation. Anybody outside of Michigan, when or if you ever talk to fans, usually outside of our fan base, it's an automatic defensive mode, so it automatically becomes a fight, and then it's not even a conversation. And that's well, yeah, not me on social media. If you remotely even spell one letter wrong, then it's like, then they, then they harp on that. Well, it looks like you can't spell it's or pr- proper grammar. Yeah, <laughs> and it becomes that, and then you're heading down that, and it just becomes like it's not worth it. Well, not worth their time, and 
Well, you and I, when we first started off with this, you know, we, you know, it was new to us. We didn't really know about Twitter very much and we got, we got plenty of followers, but the problem is, is we, at the beginning were newbies and we didn't know how to handle it. But now I think we pretty much got a good handle on what to do, what to say and how to temper who we want to follow and who not. So, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean like that, like there, there are Michigan accounts out there that, that I don't know if that's their purpose, but they do it and they're really good at it and great for them. And I follow some of those because they're clever and they have interesting things to say and yeah, good stuff. Yeah, and some have great stats that you know even you and I will go. Wow, I didn't even notice that. Know that, and they take the time, and that's their that's their job. Actually, a lot of these guys on here that on uh, Michigan site, that's their job is to find stats, figure out you know what everything about Michigan football, and that's what they do all day. And when they come up with something really interesting, we like to use it and give them credit. So we like to give credit where credits due, and you know, and that's what we like to do, and it's fun. Yeah, it just surprises me sometimes, especially like, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it is human nature to defend yourself, even if it's not like a physical fight or anything like that, but to to defend yourself. But I kind of feel like anything, so many things on social media when it's just like comments and things like that, it's just like, it's not even a fight. It happens like every day and nobody notices like 99% of it. And I'm not going to even take my time to think of a response to what they're saying. Right. Cause it's yeah. just, it, it, it's so surprising. Well, okay. I mean, it's, it's Twitter and social media. I guess it shouldn't be surprising anymore. Some of the crazy stuff that people says, say, but anyways, yeah. I don't know. We, we had some time. So I was just kind of going on a little social media sidebar there. Well, yeah, because you know, it, it, this is the time where, like you said, you get a lot of fans that are divided um, especially, you know, the ones that are just the li- the ones that are to me, I don't understand. Usually, I understand both sides. You get, hey, you know what? This is happening. You know, uh, the quarterback play, like Wilton Spade. You had half the Michigan fans that are saying, hey, we don't we don't think he's getting it done. Let's get you know, let's see what O'Corn can do. Then you had the other side saying, you know, stick with Wilton Spade because Jim Harbaugh likes him and that's who he wants. But now, you know, this is a time where I'm like, we should be united as far as Jim Harbaugh is a great coach. He should be staying at the stat, at all the stats and everything he's done here. He's turned this program around. I don't care what anybody says he has. Hoke had this team and the Michigan football, he ran it to the ground. And Jim Harbaugh came in and did what he could. And he's getting this team where he wants to. It's just taking a little long. We've got some bumps in the road. We just got to stick to it. So. Yeah, yeah. Hoke never had to deal with losing so many players to the draft. So, right. But uh, yeah, no, and we don't really need to get into the conversation about what's been said about Jim Harbaugh and all the comparisons and things like that because that's all out there and it's easy for people to find and everything. Um, but something that you kind of just said about the fan base divided that just kind of surprised me, and I'll put like two cents into this before we kind of get moving and start and talk about the Indiana game, but. Um, of course, uh, all the talk about the quarterback situation and everything and um, people uh, essentially throwing in the towel for the season already after one loss and saying just put Brandon Peters in just so that he can get experience this year for next year. And I find it crazy because 
it's like people are thinking that there's no going to be no other quarterback next season, that Brandon Peters is apparently the only eligible quarterback next year um, for next season. I, I'll say this now, and I won't really go into it, but my two cents, I don't think Brandon Peters is going to be starting next year. Just from well, just from different things, I don't think that's going to be happening. Right. There are other quarterbacks. I mean, nobody's talking about Christian McCaffrey. Um, for the future of Michigan, but I'm not saying who, but I just, I, my personal opinion, my thought, and this isn't like a hot take. This is just, like I said, just two quick cents. I don't think, uh, I think there's a decent chance that he won't be the start next year. Well, yeah. And you know, there's a lot of, lot of swirling. You can't deny that there's a little bit of rumors and little things heating up in that front about Peters and, and, you know, it's hard to keep it, especially with social media and such, you know, so many ears to the ground that goes around that program. Um, and not and in the, this day and age, you have social media, so everybody knows. So, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's things out there that show what you're saying that, you know, there's a possibility that he won't be playing. And it's kind of sad because I understand, you know, you want a quarterback to click with the player, the other players and the other teammates. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, you and I don't know the inside and what's going on here, but uh, it doesn't look like to me that the staff or Jim Harbaugh really trust Brandon Peters at this moment to be the quarterback to lead Michigan as far as like the leadership role, the taking command of the you know, the offense. And so, um, you know, you might be right about that, but uh, we We'll know. We will know next year, won't we? Yeah. Well, I, I'm not like trying to get too in depth about it or anything, and or go into detail really. But it's just like everybody's like Brandon Peters, Brandon Peters, and I'm just like, look, people, you have to come to the reality too that it might not be Brandon Peters next year. So you know, chill, and you know, all the other stuff going on with the offense. So I just find that to be one of the funnier conversations because everybody's like Brandon Peters. I'm just like, nah, just. Uh, the season's not over, people. So, where... well, you know, if a corn gets hurt and then Peters comes in and lights it up, oh lord, <laughs> just uh, yeah, man. that's and that's it's a conversation. Be, yeah, drama. It'd be like soap opera all year now <laughs> with that. If that happens. I hope it doesn't happen. I want a corn. Obviously, I want every player to be healthy and not happen, but certainly could happen. Just because you know you got corn, who's a mobile quarterback, but yeah. Man, that would make for some serious drama this year, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is what I want. I just want a capable, productive offense. Right. Frankly, whoever the quarterback is, I don't care. Right. And I join you with that, too. Yeah. Just get it working, whoever's yeah. doing it. Lord, get it working. Great. <laughs> Do it. Yes, do it. So, all right. Well, let's talk about Indiana. So we will go ahead and transition here and get talking about the football game coming up this weekend. All right. So... This is uh, Michigan facing off Indiana uh, with Indiana this weekend. Uh, I said before the season even began that I thought this might be a trap game because it's smack dab in between Michigan there State. There you go. Yeah, 
between Michigan State and uh, Penn State, but since uh, the outcome of Michigan State was what it was, I don't know if it classifies really as a trap game, but it is uh, definitely not a game that can be overlooked, to say the least. Uh, So it's going to be a noon kickoff for Michigan against uh, Indiana, and uh, Michigan dropped in the poll uh, to number 17, which I even think I mentioned before, too, where I honestly didn't know if they should be considered a top 10 team because how bad the offense was, and now they definitely are not. Um, but Indiana unranked. Uh, Michigan a seven-point favorite on the road. So yeah. uh, where do you want to start the conversation for this one, Craig? Well, it is interesting that Michigan dropped. 17th and my question to you would be do you think that's pretty fair you know what to me i think it is rather fair because just said anemic this offense has been for the past four four games or five games but um and well i thought it was i thought it was pretty fair i mean just where that is a significant drop i mean talking about 10 spots but um, just how poorly they played, and and get, I think I think what happened was the polls, even what went down for the past four games before that, is what was taken into account too. That this offense has not been clicking and doing very well, and so and it caught up with us against Michigan State, and so that's why they dropped us that far. So. Yeah, I think it's perfectly appropriate. Yeah, I do Honest, too. Honestly, it could potentially be high because you know why the only reason Michigan is in the top 25 is because of their defense. The yeah. offense is yep. so bad is not a top 25 offense. Oh, not even close. Right. So the only reason Michigan is in the top 10 is because of their defense. So honestly, if they were lower in the top 25, I would find that acceptable as well because like I said, the only thing that's keeping them there is their defense. And when you yep. look at a bunch of those other top 25 teams, they have at least some form of an offense. Right. Right. So. Right. Exactly. So, like you said, six and a half point um, favor for Michigan to win that. Um, what do you think about that spread? I mean, what do you. I think it's a reality check for. You're right. Because this is a. Right. This is the first time I think Michigan's been uh, lower than double digits in this game. I mean, the last time, well, if you look at it, first game, we are double digits. And then if, if you think, if you look at, if you had a, like a chart, it would go down each game. Michigan's, Michigan's been favored. You know that? It's unbelievable that us going into this game and we're a six and a half point favorite, that tells you something, doesn't it? Yeah. About a team that hasn't beaten us since the 80s. Well, this is a team, though, that, and it's this has been the case for several years now, where they know how to play and they know how to fight. So exactly. if any team shows them uh, the opportunity, they could potentially capitalize and they could potentially take someone down. And what, And that's the way that Michigan has been playing. They have allowed it for every team to be hanging around and having that potential of doing something crazy. And Indiana is one of those teams that can wind up doing something crazy. Oh, you're right. And, you know, we're talking about Indiana. 
team who, if you look at what three and two, but a lot, a couple of those games, they, they, they're similar to Michigan state. And the fact is they come out strong. They play well. Look at the beginning. Look at the first game they played. It was at Ohio state. They, they played well against Ohio state. And then, you know, they're not a very good second half team, but we're talking about the Indiana team. I don't know if anybody knows this. It's Indiana, Indiana, right at this moment, has the second best defense in the country, as far as three and outs. So, and guess who's number three? <laughs> Michigan State. So, hmm. and it, yeah, Indiana's really, really good in defense. You know, they got a lot to learn, but they are really excellent in the first half of games and they kind of lose it in the second half but so did michigan state and we still lost so what's that tell you about what indiana is going to do they're going to come out strong their defense is gonna will will hit us pretty hard and try to keep us from our offense which is very weak at this moment so yeah i think that will be the game plan for indiana is get the lead and take it into halftime oh yeah i know that they had that against ohio state but Ohio State has more of an offense than Michigan does. And so even though the um, Indiana offense and defense was kind of doing their job and doing okay and everything, um, the Ohio State defense was productive in the second half and everything, Michigan has not shown that really at all uh, in any of its games. So if Indiana can go into halftime with the lead, which I think would be uh, like – I mean, any team wants that, but just specifically with the way that Michigan has been playing and what happened against Michigan State, I mean, I don't know exactly what the weather is going to be like, but I can guarantee it's not going to be exactly like it uh, was this past weekend. Uh, so yeah. weather probably won't be a factor, but so yeah, they I see wanna, that. Yeah, I want to clarify. They are number in the nation. The Hoosiers are, they have the number two defense when it comes to forcing three and outs. And Michigan is number one. So, well, yeah, that's doesn't bode well for Michigan. They have to take that into account. So that's pretty interesting to know that. Yeah, I really hope that after last week, oh, yeah. and we talked about this um, uh, in a heated discussion, that they Michigan just simplifies things and – does a small amount of things really well on offense instead of focusing on trying to do everything known to man that an offensive team can do or the offensive side of the ball can do in a football game. Um, If they do that, I mean, because I don't think you have to throw anything special against Indiana. I mean, not discrediting them, but it's just like Mm -hmm. they are a team. They're definitely able to win the game, but they're a beatable team. Play smart football. You do it defensively. Just play smart football offensively, and you can win it. Like, that's what we've been saying even before the Michigan State game, where Michigan can win basically all its games because of its right. defense. So if the offense just produces enough, then you can you can win the game. And that was the problem last week where, partially in due to the weather, but also just the nonsense that was thrown on the field Mm-hmm. As far as the offense goes, they weren't able to do that. So let's hope that that gets put on the right track this week. Right. And, you know, we're talking Indiana. 
like I was saying, is similar in, t- in the fact that they're like in Michigan State, and they're going to try to play similar to Michigan State. They're going to try to keep the score low, right? They're going to try to keep Michigan offense on the field and try not to, you know, get – they want. They don't want sustainable drives by Michigan that the defense gets all, you know, going to keep them on the sideline and they get plenty of rest to come back out. That's not what they want. Um, but Indiana kind of is a spread kind of a spread team, but they have a they have a quarterback that likes to use their legs. And was it Peyton Ramsey? The guy's really really good. In fact, he's similar to Lewerke. So he's going to run the ball, and that that sometimes poses problems with you having Don Brown using that kind of that three, four system and the five man to man looks. Um, but, uh, he like that Ramsey likes to spread the ball around, likes to throw it to other different, uh, what two or three other receivers and the tight end. So he, they're going to start doing that. I think they're going to try to come out just similar to Michigan state did and test our secondary on, um, on uh, receiver sets, I and mean, then then you got a problem because here you got two. They have two running backs too that are over five yards of carry. So it's going to be challenging, I'd say, in the first half for Michigan. But I think Michigan's got the defense to stop that. We've shown that we did it with Michigan State um, to play at a high level. The like you said, the issue is always going to come down to can our offense have st- sustainable drives against a team who has the number two defense in the country in three and outs. And that right there kind of a little bit scares me. Like you're talking about, it's a trap game where if we can have some small throws, some, you know, little uh, quick passes out to the running back and the, to the uh, fullback in the tight ends and little quick slants to the, to the slot receivers. I'm cool with that. We've just got to sustain drive like we did in the first uh, drive against Michigan State right in the beginning of the game. If we can do that, we'll score. But uh, that red zone is a killer to us, man. It still is. Yeah. Well, um, I will say this. I'm. Uh, I, I guess I would say I'm oddly optimistic about this game. Me I don't too. think. I don't think it's going to be necessarily easy. Um, but I think you it'll be. Sorry. What? You think Michigan's going to come out pissed? Just angry? Uh, that... Yes and no. I don't know. Have you ever seen Michigan come out and play mad? <laughs> I was just about ready to say that. Go, oh my god! You know what? No, and that's that's part that bugs me about what's going on. Is I want to see him angry. You know, like you lose to a Michigan State, which is terrible to do, and you want to come out and just have them score what fifty on a team, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, hey, oh, okay. How about this? Like, uh, um, the Michigan State loss was a lot like the Iowa loss last year, which was our first loss of the season. How did right. Michigan come out against Indiana the next game at home? Yeah, they weren't mad. No, they didn't play mad. Now, granted, that was a freezing cold game, and it wound up snowing a lot in the second half. But yeah. no, they didn't. They didn't come out playing mad. I mean, I, I would love it if they did, but I didn't really see them playing mad and or playing pissed or anything like that. It was just like they came out, they played, they took care of business, and they won the game. But uh, I saw something out there, too, where somebody posted, maybe it was from College Football Reddit or whatever, where it's just like Indiana is asking for Michigan not to come out and play mad. And I I honestly thought, I was just like, when does Michigan do that? (laughs) 
Right. We don't. I mean, not in a long, long time. They, they lost to Iowa. They didn't play mad against Indiana. They lost to Ohio State. They didn't play mad against Florida State. They no, lost. They, yeah. They uh, certainly cool. didn't play Michigan State at Michigan State very mad, and we we won that game. Yeah. They they The closest thing maybe to it that I feel like you could have maybe seen is we lost to Florida State, and maybe there was a little attitude against Florida in the first game of the season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you could see that. But yep. that that I mean that's two completely different seasons there. So yeah, I don't I don't I honestly don't know the last time that pertained to Michigan coming out and playing mad. Right. So at this game they should. It should be that mindset. Playing angry, just saying, you know what? This offense is gonna light it up. So I hope so. I mean that I could so. that yeah. could definitely change things for Michigan where if they just get playing mad and honestly, you know what? If they're playing mad because they lost or they're playing mad because of how people are talking about them in the national spotlight now or they're mad because they dropped in the rankings or they are mad because of what the Michigan football fans are saying, I don't care what it is. If you want to play mad, go for it. Right. What, whatever right. motivates you or inspires you, I don't need to know what it is. Go out there and take it and use it on the field. So, um, but you were talking about uh, the quarterback situation. I know this is a little far removed now, but you were talking about the quarterback situation. Yeah. Um, for those of you who aren't aware, they've played two different quarterbacks. They started out with uh, uh, Lagow or Lego, however you say it. I've I like it pronounced- better. It sounds cool. Yeah, I've heard it pronounced two different ways. So, anyways, he started. And he he had a pretty productive game against Ohio State even though Ohio State pulled away in the second half but then against Penn State he was uh, pretty ineffective and they put in uh, like who you were talking about Payne Ramsey who is the uh, more so more so mobile quarterback and uh, they are definitely a pass heavy team I think that's part of the reason why their running backs have such a long uh, runs and average yards is because they do not run as much. It's actually um, their passing yards are almost double their rushing yards. Um, so they are definitely going to test our secondary. I really do believe that this game, I don't know if I would say is going to be determined by our secondary, but they're going to play a huge part in it. I know that the defensive line will be able to help them, though. If they can get in and break apart that uh, offensive line and get penetration and get the quarterback to become uneasy, even though they rush it. And he was the rushing or the leading rusher last week. They played Charleston Southern. So, I mean, for whatever that's worth, which is crazy when you think about it, because you would think against Charleston Southern, you could get some productivity in your rushing game. But uh, besides that, if if you can break it up for them and you make passing difficult for them, that is their go-to. That is their success. So shut down the passing game, make them focus more on the rushing game, and the defensive line can take care of that, in my opinion. Right, and, you know, in Indiana, they've done really bode, bode well for them either. They're susceptible to turnovers, too. In fact, they've had quite a few this season so they're only what ranked i think they're ranked 123rd in the country when it comes to like minus seven margins so which means that their defense uh they you know as far as like well when they turn the ball over they're not very they're just as bad so it doesn't bode well very much for the hoosiers either so but like you said 
it certainly is a team that you don't want to take very lightly. Like you said, last podcast, this team, this game matters, right? This is the, this is the game. This is a game you have to win. This is especially coming off this loss. You have to win. You have to come out strong. You have to come out playing confident. You can't have one drive, have it stall in the red zone, kick a field goal and then turn the ball over or anything like that. So this is, this might be just come down to a turnover battle. Battle. Who? What team can turn? You know, doesn't turn the ball over as much. Um, like you said, this game is primed for Michigan to come out at a hostile place and play well. Yeah, they can absolutely do that. And looking at their uh, turnovers and everything, five interceptions. Yeah. And six lost fumbles. Yeah, it's a lot. So. That is a lot. I did not see that. So, um, yeah, but uh, where are we at? I had something here. Uh, yeah, uh, kind of an interesting thing I was uh, on how I was mentioning that they're a pass-heavy uh, offense and everything. Michigan is fairly, um, even though it's a bad offense, is fairly balanced. Um, something to look at is uh, actually gaining first downs. Uh, Michigan's gained 44 by rushing and 42 by passing. In perspective, then, Indiana has gained 38 by rushing. But then for passing, they've gained 61. I mean, yeah. so that shows you just how much they um, right. they uh, rely on the pass there and everything. A uh, couple other things here that I was looking up uh, for this game. Time of possession definitely favors Michigan. Not by a lot. Um, and actually, I'm not sure. I was trying to get enough time to look up to where if Indiana, I think in the games that Indiana lost, they lost uh, the time of possession. And the games that they won, they were winning it. So that that could be a decent factor in this game uh, as far as controlling the clock and ha- uh, having ball control. Uh, another thing that I kind of wanted to mention and point out that was interesting, especially kind of coming off of last week, is that, um, you know, this? It, it's weird to talk about Indiana with defense because they've usually the thing that has been their saving grace or what's kept them in games has been their explosive offense, which they still have, you know, relatively explosive offense. But that in the past, that was like it. But now they have more of a balanced team between the offense and defense where there's productivity on both sides of the ball. Uh, Michigan, and you were talking about the um, – how high they are in the three and outs, but uh, other things for the defense, Michigan is sitting with 18 sacks uh, this season. Indiana is not far behind with 14. Yeah. So, and this is going up again. Now they've played against some different teams, um, you know, Charleston Southern and some other ones, but then they also played against Penn state as well as Ohio state. Um, so uh, some credible teams there, credible teams. Um, so this can pose a serious problem for, uh, Michigan. I think if they are able to do the balance attack and keep up the balance attack, if it's a good weather game, which it looks like it should be, you know, do some, do enough rushing, do enough passing and keep kind of going back and forth between the two. You can keep the defense true and maybe, avoid some of those crazy sack numbers. Hopefully I don't see a huge advancement 
or much of any advancement for the offensive line between last week and this week. But like I said, I'm really hoping that maybe they simplify things and they don't make things insane decisions. Um, but yeah, you got to kind of watch out for those sack numbers there and everything. So, yeah. And like you said, we got to, got to come out strong. You got to show that, um, that Michigan actually has an offense that scares Indiana. Cause I think Indiana's going to come out of this game. They're not going to be scared whatsoever with us and it, reasonably so because, you know, we've struggled so mightily on offense and the play calling has been so suspect and that, you know, head scratchers most of the time that, uh, um, uh, and obviously you and I aren't offensive coordinators, but we certainly know when something's not working just by the eye test. But, uh, uh, when you're that bad in the red zone, um, yeah, I mean, under a corn, it's been a little bit better, but uh, obviously it stalled in the last game, but, um, yeah, you're right. If we can establish the run and the running backs have kind of, I always say, you know, in this game, ride your hot hand at running back, you know, and that's that's the thing, you know, I've been talking about my little thing about having multiple running backs is it's always difficult to figure out who the hot hand is. And it's almost like you're almost saying, well, I'm going to get, you know, Evans, you're going to get the ball now because you haven't gotten it yet. You know, like you're, you, you have three kids. <laughs> well, you're going to get it because they've had it. And I'm like, wait a minute. We're not, we're not, we can't treat running backs like the kids. Like ride your hot hand. Higdon had the, you know, he had the hot hand last time. Give him the ball. You shouldn't give the ball to anybody else except him because he's the one that was running the best. So I would like to see a little bit more of that. And I'd like to see some, this offensive line at least do some some sort of blocking because I'll tell you what, this Indiana defensive front is going to come at them quickly because they're going to take a playbook right out of this Michigan State game and they're going to apply a lot of pressure on them because he knows when he has pressure, he's going to roll out of the pocket and he's just not going to have anybody downfield to throw to and 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 he, they know the receivers aren't really doing a good job of catching the ball either. So there's so many things I want to see clear up on this offense that I think, I think they will. Hopefully, like you said, hopefully the weather holds up and does well, at least as a, you know, we have a good, a good game, but um, that, those are the key things I think it's going to win this ball game. Yeah, absolutely agree with you on that. Um, something interesting to note to, um, or make mention. And I feel like we mentioned this almost every year with Indiana and, uh, you were kind of touching on it with saying how Michigan needs to take this game serious and they should be taking every game serious. And I think I really do honestly think that they do that, but Indiana is a team that comes in seems like every year or almost every game. They've got nothing to lose. No, no, not at all. Those are the dangerous ones. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so that's, um, excuse me, uh, that, poses a big threat and to add on top of that is uh it's a home game for them it's homecoming and i feel like looking at their schedule i i don't know this but i mean if you're of the competitive mindset and everything and if you're kind of the underdog and you know they're sitting at what two two and two or three and two however um two yeah 
that they would uh, want to take out the biggest opponents as possible. They've already had their shot at Ohio State. They had their shot at Penn State. Uh, I mean, it would just – you know these other programs, like when we face Cincinnati and Air Force – um, first of all, everybody's out there to win the game, but if you can beat somebody like a Michigan an Ohio state, a Penn state, oh, yeah. they also play Michigan state then and Wisconsin. I mean, that, that's the highlight of some players careers at other schools. It's the highlights of seasons when you have wins like that. So any and every opponent you, uh, when they've got nothing to lose, you've got to be basically prepared for everything because they could throw you a curveball anywhere in that lineup. So, uh, and with it being homecoming, it would probably just be the icing on the cake for them to be able to do something crazy on that day. But I do think, uh, do anticipate that Michigan will be taking it seriously. Like I said, I'm oddly optimistic. I don't think it's going to be anything flashy. I don't think it's going to be anything that Michigan just flat out comes out and dominates the whole thing. And it's no question looking at the temperature or the weather here real quickly. It looks like it's just supposed to be sunny, only 10% of precipitation uh, as of right now. Sunday shows rain, so I don't know. Sometimes you see that where weather will move back a day or forward a day, so hopefully that doesn't change, but it's supposedly going to be in the 80s. So here's to hoping. I'm not a type of person that likes bad weather for games because that just basically essentially throws skill out the window. So anyways. Right. Well, yeah, and then, you know, they you have to give any Indiana's got a pretty good coach in Allen. You know, he's a hometown. He's right there from Indiana, so he's going to get this team pumped. He's a first-year coach, so he's doing a pretty good job at keeping the teams that should dominate them and and causing them a lot, a little bit of havoc in the first half. But um, he's not their team. Like any, like a team like them, who's you know middle of the road team always comes out and plays Michigan dangerous, you know, and Michigan teams like Michigan very well in the first half. But then, you know, they usually peter out and they just struggle and kind of wear down in the second half. But I tell you what, if Michigan doesn't come out in the second half in this game, because I think this first half is going to be very close. I do. I think this is going to be a a game that's going to, they're going to play us really, really hard. And I think we're going to be a team machine's going to have to come out in the second half and show the dominance that we are on both sides of the ball. I mean, we're not getting, we're not a do- dominant offense, not none whatsoever, but I think we can come out and win this just have some good drive, get some touchdowns. We don't need a lot at all. We just need a few to win and we're going to need to do that against this team. Yeah, for sure. I think something that actually might kind of be contributing to why I'm feeling a little or oddly optimistic about this is basically Indiana is a very bipolar team because they either win by a lot or they lose by a lot because they lost to Ohio State 49 to 21. They beat Virginia 34 to 17. They had a game that was canceled against FIU, but then they played Georgia Southern and won 52 to 17. Uh, they played at Penn State and lost forty-five to fourteen, and then they played Charleston Southern and won twenty-seven to zero. So yes. it seems like they're kind of a bipolar team. And Michigan is a second-half team, um, and it appears that Indiana hasn't really played a close game in the second half 
Uh, I mean, they started off the second half, I know, with the Ohio State game close. I mean, they were actually winning by a point at halftime. Uh, so I I think athleticism, um, the physicality of the athletes will come into play with this one where, I mean, I've said this with a few different games with a few different opponents before. I think it was mostly last year where, you know, Michigan players are well-conditioned. I think that's going to maybe take its toll on Indiana in the second half. Um, they've had some really great athletic uh, players in the past, but just kind of looking at this repetition here and everything, uh, they might that might come into play, and uh, just Michigan taking over in the second half and you know finishing finishing things off for this game. So we'll see. Though confident in this play calling, I mean, what's going on? I honestly have no idea. I really, if I don't either, I'm just kind of lost. I don't know what to expect. I really don't. If it's the same thing as we've seen the rest of the season, then we very easily could be screwed. But if they make any adjustments whatsoever, if really honestly, I mean, this is kind of crazy to say, but if they make any adjustments whatsoever, I almost want to say, how could they be bad? Because everything is so <laughs> ugly right now. How could anything be worse? I mean, right. I know it definitely you can only go up, worse. right? Or do the same. Yeah, that's, that's what it feels like. It's like you can only do better. How can you do worse <laughs> than what's going on? Right. Well, I will say this. If this... Offensive line blocks a little bit longer. I mean, does just a little bit. If you could do your job, the Kipo Corn will win this game easily. My pro, my thing would be if Ramsey, who's a freshman quarterback, outplays a corn or you know just looks better and has the same offensive line struggles, but yet can still. That will be telling. That'll be one of those things where I'm like, wow, you know, you get a senior a quarterback and a freshman that's lighting us up. And it kind of reminds me of the Florida State game. Remember we had a, I think the Florida State game, quarterback, forgot his name, but <clears throat> lit us up, you know, and did really, really well. So um, it'd be good to get knocked that guy on his butt, have Michigan get out there and do that and apply pressure to a freshman quarterback like him and Ramsey. But um, I'd like to see if Corn have a good game, get his confidence back up, I know he thinks it's all on him, but it's not. Everybody knows it's not all on him. He knows that what he did wrong, but uh, it'd be good to see him just do, you know, the quick, easy passes and not get away from that. So. Yeah. Well, uh, and I hope they do that for play calling. Yeah. But uh, to quickly fit this in before we get into lock it or dump it, um, I I already going into this game think that uh, Indiana has the better offensive line um, from some of the numbers I've looked at. Uh, so a yep. number that I have in front of me right now is that Michigan's offensive line has allowed 16 sacks and Indiana has only allowed 11. Now, granted, Michigan has played a defense that is Michigan State, which is better than, I believe, any defense that Indiana has faced. Um, mm-hmm. But Indiana has still faced Penn State and Ohio State, which are credible defenses, to put that out there. Um, but to keep things moving along, looking at the time here, uh, going to lock it or dump it for this game. Uh, again, just real quickly, Michigan at Indiana. I have down their favor by seven. I know some have six and a half. The over-under is 47. Um, let's start off with the first qu- uh, question: The Michigan defense will not allow any second half points, 
Now, to put this in perspective, for the entire season so far, they have only allowed 14 total points. Seven to Cincinnati and seven to Air Force. So, interestingly enough, the better teams, Florida, Michigan State, and I'll throw Purdue in there, have been shut out in the second half. So, Craig, Mm -hmm. do you want to lock that or do you want to dump it? Well, Michigan... Not allow any second half points versus Indiana. I will dump that. I think Indiana will score second half. I'll tell you why. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you why because the very fact is Michigan right now has gone against a, a lot of teams that don't have very good offenses anyway. Michigan State has struggled on offense. Uh, Florida definitely struggles on offense. Um, Cincinnati, obviously, they're not a very good team anyways. They you know, they had a resemblance of an offense, and Purdue is not that good either. So we really don't have any – I mean, Air Force, yeah, not bad. I mean, they're not a bad team either. But, um, yeah, I think Indiana's got, like you were saying, they got a good uh, – they got a pretty good offensive line, uh, obviously allowing two running backs to run over five yards, way over five yards. I think they're at six or something like that, a carry. Um um, averaging, I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, I think they will. Not not necessarily a lot, but uh, I think I think Indiana will score. Okay, well, I'm on your side for that one because I'm actually going to dump that too because I think uh, I think they'll get a field goal, maybe a touchdown. Like we've said, they're they're a relatively explosive team, so I still think at some point they're going to put some points up on the board. Um, moving on to number two, then uh, Michigan will not fumble the ball one time in this game. Oh, man. Bringing the heat. I know. <laughs> Feeling the heat on the back of my neck. Um, I'm going to dump that, too. I think we will. Okay. It kind of stinks saying that. Yeah, it kind of hurts. It's wishful. Yeah, it does hurt. It's wishful thinking, and so I'm actually going to go with wishful thinking on this one, and I will go ahead and actually lock it. So that does not say anything about um, interceptions. That is just fumbling. So we will we will see how that plays out because they uh, mentioned uh, how much they increased the uh, ball handling drills this week. I don't know if it's going to have a huge effect, but we'll see. I mean, guys have to be kicking themselves around for how poorly that turned out last week. Uh, Last one, then, to wrap it up. Uh, The Michigan defense will have more sacks than the Indiana defense. Now, perspective, quickly before answering this one. Like I already just said, Michigan has allowed 16 sacks. Indiana has allowed 11. Uh, Michigan has gotten 18 sacks on their opponents, while Indiana has gotten 14. And a reminder, Michigan against Michigan State this past week got a donut for sacks. So, that being said, will uh, Michigan defense will have more sacks than Indiana defense. Lock it or dump it. Man, this is a tough one. You know why? I think Michigan's defense is going to, you know, push hard and off uh, off that offensive line and cause havoc with the, you know, a freshman quarterback in Indiana. But like you said, their offensive line's a little bit better than the Michigan's and our offensive line. It just isn't good. It just isn't. I haven't seen anything really good about it. I mean, when they're allowing, you know, they're here and there, they're okay, but I'm going to dump that. 
All right, dumping it. I, uh, I'm i actually already on board for that because I'm going to dump it too uh, because I'm thinking the same thing, bad offensive line. But also um, with Indiana rolling with the mobile quarterback, I think that he'll just bug out of there when he needs to and probably get to or pass the line of scrimmage. So I think potential sacks – Michigan will lose out on because of them having that more mobile quarterback than Michigan does. So, um, yeah. all right. Concludes lock it or dump it. And we will go ahead and go into final score predictions then for the game. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I always I'll forget go. who goes first. So go ahead. Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. Michigan. Against uh, versus Indiana. Okay, here we go. Um, coming off a bad loss, poor playing offense against Michigan State. But I think uh, I think Michigan. I'm feeling pretty good about Michigan in this game. I think Michigan wins, but I don't think they're going to score very well because I just don't think they haven't shown me all five games that they can do that. Um, but I think they're going to show up a little bit. Um, like you said, it comes down to offensive line. Do the running backs get involved a little bit more? Um, do they do some easy, quick passes to win this game? I think they do. Um, I think the weather will be a factor. Um, it'll come down to turnovers. Whoever turns the ball over most will lose, obviously, and that's pretty key. But I think Michigan, I'm going to keep it low. I keep moving the uh, score down with Michigan, and I'm going to keep it um, – at 24 points, and I'm going to say Indiana does a pretty good job with us, but 24-21, Michigan. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let me get that down here before 24-21, Michigan. Okay. Um, well, I will uh, kind of have a little – talking point here before I give my score prediction uh, as we've already said Indiana is a capable team and they definitely have to be taken serious um, and like I also mentioned I think it's going to be their game plan as I mean is common for any team but specifically with how Michigan is playing they want to get the lead at the half I don't think they'll necessarily have the lead but like you said earlier I think it'll be a close game at halftime um, third quarter tends to be when things kind of fall about, uh, fall apart for Indiana. Indiana at some points, I think the defense will take over. Um, not shut them out in the second half, but Michigan defense will take care of business. And uh, the Michigan offense just needs to do enough to put Indiana away. And so um, the offense is not going to be drastically different. They're going to still have their struggles, but I do think that they're going to be able to come out a noon game, maybe have more of a uh, sound, tight-knit performance. Um, I do have them putting up a relatively decent amount of points. Um, I'm not too far off from you, but I have down as Michigan putting up 31 points then and Indiana only putting up 20. Wow. Okay. Pretty close to... So, yeah, we're still pretty close. I have our offense being a little bit more productive than you put. But uh, but then, yeah, you had 21 for Indiana. I've got 20. So pretty close there and everything. Yeah. Um, do, do, do want to talk a little bit and just mention the upcoming games for the Big Ten then this weekend. Um, 
Another noon game is Rutgers at Illinois. Um, Illinois is the favorite team in that one. Northwestern is going to Maryland as the four-point favorite at 3.30. Another 3.30 game is Purdue going to number seven, Wisconsin. And night game, 7.30, number nine, Ohio State goes to Nebraska as the heavy 24-point favorite. The biggest uh, point point spread for any Big Ten team this weekend. And then 21 newly ranked Michigan State is going on the road to face P.J. Fleck and his Minnesota Golden Gophers as a four-point favorite at 8 p.m. Um, we've got a little bit of time. Is there one of those games, Craig, that is more interesting to you? And what are your thoughts on? None of them are. None. You don't care about nothing. I don't care about nothing. I don't care about any of those games except this one. I'm I'm over it. I want them Michigan to come out rolling. I want them to. I'm focused on this one. (laughs) Uh, you sound like you should be playing for the team. I know. I should. Uh, well, for me, I am just kind of interested to see what happens with the Minis- uh, Michigan State-Minnesota game for a couple reasons. One, Minnesota has shown um, some potential some potential this year, but uh, they have definitely taken their losses. They're sitting at 3-2. and two. Um, But it'll be kind of interesting to see how Michigan State moves forward. I'm not saying this at all because I was even kind of saying this even before Michigan and Michigan State played. And so this isn't coming from being bitter or anything. But I don't think Michigan State is as good as people are thinking of just coming off of that game. Because like we even said after that game, or I think you specifically said after that game, Craig, is that Michigan State, uh, D'Antonio knows how to coach for that game. Yeah. Like, no matter what else happens with the season, like even last year with how bad their season was, they uh, competed for that game. So not saying that they won't compete for the rest of the season, but I'm I'm going to be interested to see if they how they carry forward. If that was kind of like the spark and the fire's lit or the spark and it went out. So uh, I'm just kind of interested to see how that goes because – of uh, the Big Ten East standings and everything like that, just watching that. So, yeah, some closing things to always mention. I know that we had the rare occurrence where we didn't have any voicemails this week. Uh, I think it was probably because it was a quick turnaround between the recap episode and this preview episode. But if anyone ever wants to contact us, you can find us for email with bluebrothersportscast at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter that we are always on there, but if you want to argue with me, I probably will not bother with you and give you the time of day. <laughs> Just kidding. But, um, blue bros underscore and our names. So blue bros underscore Caleb or underscore Craig, uh, voicemail are ever popular and our favorite thing to use because you can get your voice directly here on the show. That's easy to remember. It's five, five, one, two, five, eight, Three two seven six. Easy to remember because that is also five five one blue bro, and that's pretty much that. Any anything else to say before we go, Craig? No, just well, yeah. I guess just my, you know, I want to see our boys do well. I want to see them play well. I want to see good win. Um, 
I want to see good, you know, I just want to see a resemblance of just somewhat of an offense, you know, moving the ball, you know, and that'd be good to see once in a while. Um, it's been a while since we've seen that, you know what I mean? Just a one drive. And we got a glimpse of that in the Michigan State game in the very beginning, and then it just kind of petered out with that red zone. Yeah, you know, how, no, how crappy no, was that? No how, more <laughs> how crappy was that for that to be a first drive, not to then just finish that way, but then for that to be the only successful drive really for right. – I mean, there was touchdowns later, but really that 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 was the best-looking drive right there at the yeah. beginning, and then that was it. Yeah, and that was it, and that's the last time we've seen one. <laughs> yeah, but you know that could have been one of your, even one of your questions could have said, "Are you gonna? Will we see a fade pass to the corners in this game?" And I would have probably went, "Oh, I got to lock that because somehow we seem to do it every time, and it never works." But um, I hope we don't do that. I hope we look to the middle. Hope we use the tight ends a little bit more in this game, and 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 the receivers do better job at catching the ball and help a corn out and, and see the running backs hold on to the ball, do a better job of doing that. And an overall, overall offensive, great, good play. Cause I know Don Brown is going to have this defense rolling. So yeah, defense, defense doing good and we'll keep rolling. Yeah. That's for sure. All right. Well, uh, we thank you guys for tuning in, uh, for this episode. Uh, let's see what's today. So, yeah, this will be coming out on Thursday. So, guess what, everybody? The weekend is almost here. Uh, Michigan football is almost back. Hopefully, it will look more, uh, look a lot better than last weekend. But uh, we will go ahead and finish things off with Go Blue. Go Blue.